you know, I'll, I think that Darkness on the Edge of Town is my favorite album. It's um, one that, you know, I started listening to three years after it was actually released, and um, I just found it. It has been um, just something that has held up so well over the years, at least in terms of the themes and the overall songwriting. I, I do think that, I agree with Springsteen that it suffers sonically if you listen to it, you know, compared to the live versions of the songs. Yeah. Yeah, the live versions are just so much better. Um, it's too clean or too too cleanly produced on the, on the studio album. Um, I think, but I just overall think like, you know, racing in the streets, it's just a masterpiece promised land. Welcome to Set Lust and Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and here is part two of my discussion with Keith Campbell, a local DFW fan who happens to work for the Dallas Morning News as an editor. We finish our discussion starting off with where we left, part three of the Spring Strain trilogy that includes his book, Broadway, and Western Stars. Um, yeah. Well, let's let's continue the trilogy before I get back to my other questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Western Stars, did you see it? Yes, twice. Um, Me too. <laughs> I saw it. Uh, saw it up in uh, Webb Chapel Road for those in Dallas. You know yeah, where that is. Um, a preview and was blown away. And then I saw it, um, I don't know, two or three weeks later on the weekend. Yeah. Um, and just on a Sunday morning, just thought I'd go see it again. And I just saw a few minutes before I called you tonight that the DVD is coming out on December 19th. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about that. Hopefully that will end up in my Christmas stocking. Yes, and uh, if you um, – yeah, I was very excited too. Um, and if you order it through Backstreets, they throw in one of the – they have a bandana that, you know, a Western Stars bandana. Yeah. It looks yeah. different. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited about it. I um, – you know – between Blinded by the Light, which mm-hmm. was so much fun, it it made me think of it. You talking about your friend giving you darkness and like, here, listen, uh, you know, Western Stars, the new album, um, it kind of – and then um, Neil's having a new album, uh, uh-huh. Stephen having a new album, Gary well, putting out an album. This was the summer of E.D. Street Band. It just was so amazing. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I love I love Western stars. Um, you know, I just love the 
one of the things I like about Bruce um, that I really appreciate that you don't see in other and a lot of other artists of his era, he is still trying to create new things. Amen. And, and exploring new uh, possibilities. You know, um, you look at the Rolling Stones, and they're just every so often they go out on tour, and it's just it's almost like they're a tribute band to the Rolling Stones. Yes. Um, I think that you know Bruce makes some records now that you know I like. The, I, usually, I like almost all the songs. Right. In some way, or I can appreciate him. Uh, there may be a few things that I'm not a huge fan of, but he's trying to, you know, either explore new things sonically, or he's, you know, trying different arrangements like Western Stars with an orchestra and, uh, and the whole sort of Glen Campbell, yeah. Laurel Canyon vibe. It's just it's just fun to watch. And growing up. I I was a household that was country and western, and so mm -hmm. Johnny Cash and and my mom loved Glenn Campbell, and so that whole Glenn Campbell Jimmy Webb vibe mm -hmm. of this I loved, and the more I've listened to the album, um, it, I I one of my guests mentioned that it reminded him of Nebraska, and I said I see that because they're both albums of stories. And mm -hmm. this is truly, you could be, um, you know, uh, um, Louis L'Amour or someone had written these short stories that, you know, th this collection of short stories that makes up Western Stars. I mean, you could see that, yeah. you know, um, and it's just really, really wonderful. Um, yeah, so I'm hoping for the um, DVD in my stocking as well. Yeah. <laughs> It's um, a great, it's a great film, and the record's great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my only regret is because I'm greedy. I would have liked him to do three or four more songs. Yes. And, you know, just yeah. in that with that orchestra, whether there were other covers or just you know a couple of on his category, because that that orchestra was amazing. When you watch all those strings and things, it is just, in fact. My brother-in-law and sister-in-law went with us just because they were we were going to go out together. We were going to do the date, the four of us thing, and um, so we went to Maggiano's. We had a good meal, mm -hmm. and we went there. And afterwards, they both bought the album because they loved the music that much. And neither one of them are big Springsteen fans, but they so how both. How many people were in the theater when you saw show? Uh, so we did one of the. You know um, the advanced screenings. You know yeah. the and and so it was decent. And then when I saw it the second time, like in two weekends, I was the only one in the theater. I mean, like I did. Yeah. A, a, I went to AMC Grapevine. I, it was in a small theater. I and no one else was in the theater. And, and you know, yeah. and I and 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 I felt so bad because. Um, I waited for the credits to go and the little bonus material. Right. And right. the poor guy who's the usher, you know, has to clean up is like just waiting for me. Like, and I'm like, look, <laughs> I, I picked up my own popcorn bag. There's not much dirt in there. It's, it's okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, 
so we've talked a lot, but is there a couple of special songs or albums that mean something to you or the family? And talk to me why. Wow, that's a that's a good question. And there, there are people ask me all the time, and I'm sure they ask you this question: yeah. What's your favorite Springsteen song, or what are your top five, yeah. or what's your favorite album? You know, I I think that Darkness on the Edge of Town is my favorite album. It's um, one that you know I started listening to three years after it was actually released, and um, I just found it. It has been um, just something that has held up so well over the years, at least in terms of the themes and the overall songwriting. I, I do think that I agree with Springsteen that it suffers sonically if you listen to it, you know, compared to the live versions of the songs. Yeah. Yeah, the live versions are just so much better. Um, it's too clean or too too cleanly produced on the on the studio album, um, I think. But I just overall think like you know, racing in the streets is just a masterpiece. Promised Land, mm-hmm. Darkness, Badlands, and you know, every every song on that album is is fabulous. Yeah, um, I, I think it actually holds up better than Born to Run. Um, there are a lot of individual songs that I just think are amazing. Um, and, you know, individual songs that have, you know, there's a particular lyric I really like. You know, I love the song um, Devil's Arcade mm-hmm. um, from Magic. I just think that's a phenomenal song that I've only heard once live um, on the tour. And, you know, if you go and listen to that song and the story that's told about uh, the veteran and yes. the last section of that song just gets me every time, you know, the beat of the beat of your heart, you know, over mm-hmm. and over again, hearing that line, it's just a great, great song. I, I, I um, also think, you know, the last verse of long walk home. Yes. Uh, it's just one that, I think is really timely right now. Yes. Um, it was timely then, but it's even more so now. Right. Um, you know, I think <laughs> we haven't even talked about tracks. The, yes. Uh, you know, 98, but when that thing came out, you know, I thought that was the greatest thing ever. Um, I'm hoping that there's another <laughs> track uh, release at some point. I know yes. there's got to be more songs, but there's I wonder what on earth were you thinking? Yeah. Uh, why didn't you release these? You know, take them as they come. I just think it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the whole, you know, where where the bands are is a great song. Loose yeah. ends. Yeah. And, and, and so I just, yeah, I just, I mean, his repertoire is just so wide. And one of the great things about him that I think people don't appreciate is he can write from the perspective of all sorts of um, ranges of age. He's written some songs actually from a female perspective. Mm -hmm. He's written from a soldier's perspective. There's a real sense of empathy in his his approach to characters and stories, which I really identify with. And, you know, the best journalism is 
I think empathetic, the best storytellers are, are empathetic. And it, it just speaks greatly to them. Yeah, I um, it, it's so amazing the way how much he shares and and the the emotional like I don't know if I could have done four years worth of talking uh, on another band, I, I you know because. It seems that fans like you, like I, and the other people, they have a connection to him, and he means a lot. Um, so, you know, you mentioned a couple of the other songs. Um, back in October, I had Brian um, Sershon on, mm-hmm. who his father is mentioned in The Wall was that his father was the musician yeah yeah and he you know he tells the story it's an absolutely amazing episode that you know his brother david calls him and says holy crap bruce just sang a song that mentioned our dad um because growing up his mother and his grandparents never talked about bruce being friends with their father that was not something he knew and he he tells that story and, and, um, you know, I have like, I have Bella, who's one of my favorite listeners, you know, and she says, you know, Bruce is a, a gay icon, Uh (laughs) you know, she, in fact, she had an episode where she said, here, here are, I think his five gayest songs. That as a gay person, these when I as a lesbian when I hear these, these are songs I think he's speaking to me. And, oh, I, I gotta listen to that. I, I'd love to know what they are. Yeah, That's and great. it's yeah, and it's just the the diversity of a and you know he's just in. I don't know about you, Keith. I would be crushed if a scandal came out about him because he just seems to be such a normal guy. Yeah, maybe he's jerky at some with his employees, and maybe he's an SOB to work with at times, but you just don't see him being caught up in the Me Too situation or, or, or a lot of other things. He just seems to be a guy who likes to make music. Yeah, I, I have a funny story to tell um, uh, about that. So in 1980, I graduated from high school, and it was – a couple of weeks before I was going to uh, Mizzou. And I went to visit my father in New York City. And uh, he he took me down to the Jersey Shore. Uh, we rented a, a beach house. And my stepmother and him and I were, were there. And I, you know, just relaxing and hanging out. And uh, there were some kids I befriended who were in a house next door. And one night we were walking along the beach and we ran into some other kids and uh, I don't remember exactly where this was, but it was, you know, it was in Bruce, obviously in Bruce territory. And this was, remember this is 1980 and the uh, people we ran into, the kids we ran into, we started shooting the breeze with them and somehow one of them 
said, I don't remember why, said, you know, hey, I, my summer job, I had to go deliver something to Bruce Springsteen. And everybody was like, whoa, that is amazing. Had to go to his house and deliver something to him. And everybody's like, what's he like? What was he like? And he's like, he just seemed like a normal guy. Seemed like, you know, really nice and really normal. I was like, I couldn't believe it. And, you know, I think there's a, a definite element of that. And it's amazing to think that he's been able to seemingly keep some element of that um, central to his identity and his, you know, persona and the way he goes about his life with such incredible fame and fortune. You think about so many other icons who, you know, have spiraled out of control. And, you know, he certainly yeah. talked about Elvis. And, you know, you think about Michael Jackson and, you know, Bob Dylan is Bob Dylan and Springsteen are often mentioned in the same conversation about great songwriters. But Bob Dylan is a, you know, he's not he, he's not held in the sort of everyman, um, you know, awe that uh, that Springsteen is. There's a there's something sort of weird about Dylan compared to Bruce. Bruce is seen as like just a normal guy. Again, like one of the things I brought up during the last tour is it seemed like Bruce was really interacting with his fans. Like, um, you know, he had Matthew, who actually was an A&M student, you know, yeah. joined him on stage to do, um, you know, No Surrender. And I was lucky yeah. enough to get him on the show. And then. Um, Remember the kids in Houston? Yes. The brothers? Yeah, they actually were on this show too. We And hilarious, um, Lynn and I went down to Austin for my birthday. I turned 60 in June, and uh, John Hyatt was playing there at the Paramount Theater solo show. Uh-huh. And they texted me and said, Jesse, we're going to go to the show too. And so I got to see them again. And they were, you know, because they were on the podcast that we talked about it. And so we got to hug and talk, catch up a little bit. But, you know, and my question was, is he doing it more now than normal? Or is it because we now have social media? Like you heard about the kid, um, he, you know, Bruce signed the pass, like, please excuse him. Yeah. And, you know, different things. So it it appears he truly loves performing and his fans oh yeah Yeah. i think he's he's quite the narcissist i'm sure Uh i mean you know he wants he i I think there's obviously attention that he craves and 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 a Mm -hmm. will a wish to sort of satisfy his fans you know desire to see him i think about like uh the show i saw in st louis where he pulled a guy up to play um uh, working on the highway. Yeah, um, that Houston show. That I don't know how many times I've seen that YouTube video of those mm-hmm. brothers. It's just one of my favorite Springsteen yeah. moments of all time. I have a good friend named Sam, um, who I used to work with, and we still are friends. And he says that is that video is the definition of joy. 
absolutely. And, 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 you know, and he is the one I, I use this now. He said, all apologies to Walt Disney, but the happiest place on earth isn't Disney World. It isn't Disneyland. It's a Bruce Springsteen show. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm right there with you. Um, yeah. when, when he tours again in 2020, hoping he comes to Dallas, hoping that yeah. it's a place where we go, what are some songs you haven't heard that you hope you do get to oh, hear? Wow. Um, I came prepared for this, this question. Very nice. Thank you, Keith. Um, uh, well, I'd love to hear New York City Serenade um, with an orchestra. Or uh, at least a string section. Yes. Uh, doubt that'll happen, but you never know. I was lucky um, enough when, before I went to Broadway, I um, we went to New York for that three night shows that were at Met Life Stadium, oh, and wow. this, and we got to see that. We also got to hear um, the uh, Jack of All Trades with strings, which was pretty special. So, oh yeah. yeah, I love yeah. Jack of All Trades. I've never heard it, never uh, heard it live, yeah. you know, in, in, at a show. Um, I love Back in Your Arms. I'd love to, I'd love to hear a version of that. Oh yeah. Um, I'd love to hear uh, Something in the Night. I just love that song, um, and really love the version that he did on the um, on the Promise DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that DVD. Um, I uh, think that uh, it'd be great to hear Secret Garden. I've never heard that live. Well, yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear, again, just a piano version of, of uh, Real World. I yeah. think. Ooh, that'd be pretty. You know, that's just the the the... Christic Institute shows mm-hmm. to me that's that may be one of my all-time favorite Springsteen songs is is uh, is, is from that show. Um, also, like I love the song Soul Driver. Mm-hmm. If he would do it just by himself, live and not with a full band, but sort of the way he did it um, in '92 on shows, I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. So those those are some that come to mind. That is a very good bingo card. That would be really nice. Um, the all right, so we come to the part where we're almost done. Um, the merry question. So the merry question is for those of you who may not have ever heard the podcast. Jay Armstrong is an honors English teacher from the East Coast, and he teaches um, his seniors. They have a lesson during the their class where he takes Thunder Road and they study it as a poem. They compare it to Robert Frost, The Road Less Traveled. He goes through all the different imagery and the the ideas behind the poem. They discuss it and at the end of two days the question he asks this class is does Mary get in the car? So Keith, that is your question. Does Mary get in the car? Yes, she absolutely does. How could she not? I, I I get it. I understand. Yeah, yeah. That I mean that that sounds like a great great teacher. Um, 
and his kids are gonna gonna appreciate that long long after they've uh, they've lived on. Yeah. It's just that's a great great story to hear. But yeah, yeah. she definitely gets in the car. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I will. It's a, town, uh, it's a town full of losers. Exactly. She's gotta pull out, pull out of there to win too. Now I have someone has brought up the point that absolutely she gets in the car because on racing in the street she talks about um, she sits on her daddy's porch, which was the porch she walked around waiting for him to come back. And I said, Oh my yeah. God, you've just blown away my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. And we haven't even talked about the song "The Promise," and that would be on my list of songs. Oh yes, but I'd only want to hear it with him on the piano. Oh yeah, yeah, I would love love to hear that. Absolutely. Um, Okay, this has been so much fun. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to have you on again. We'll we'll find after they announce um, a tour, maybe we can talk about it. Um, Yeah, I I just really appreciate it. any final thoughts? Uh, it's been a fabulous time chatting with you. The time has flown. I just looked up at the clock and realized how long we've been talking. And uh, if you need to shorten this, feel free to. But yeah, uh, I, I, would I, love, I would love to chat with you more. And I hope yeah. to see you uh, at, a, at a show. Absolutely. And, hey, we're in here. Maybe we can work out and meet somewhere i'm in plano you're yeah. there we can meet for lunch something and just kind of visit. Yeah, that would be that. fun absolutely that would be a blast all right so if someone right. wants to reach you how can they uh, they can email me at k campbell at dallasnews.com and your twitter um, handle is keith at keith campbell 48 all right four eight four eight okay you can dm me as well Good. Um, if you want to be on the show and share your Springsteen story, I'd love to have you. Um, you, you listen to Keith. It's easy. He, we just talk. Uh, send me an email to setlesslingbruce at gmail.com. I am on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. The show is on Twitter at setlesslingbruce. Uh, we have a website, www.setlustingbruce.com. From there, you can go to our Set Lusting Bruce store. There's our Patreon page if you want to kick a couple of bucks in to help support the podcast. Go to iTunes, rate and review us. It truly does make a difference. Um, Keith, I hope you have a great holiday. And uh, I, I just, um, I'm, I look forward to. Uh, we'll, we'll somehow we'll get together. We'll share a meal in the new year, and we definitely will find an excuse to get you back on. That's great. Uh, so thank you, sir. Thank you, listeners, and we will talk to you soon. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only. Set Listing Bruce. Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.